Welcome, everyone. My name is Coach, and you are listening to The Card Bazaar. So, in today's episode of what seems to be one of many, many impromptu episodes that we're just going to go off on a whim, just a little bit of an update of what's been going on with not just the channel, but what's just been going on with life in general. Have released a video in about three weeks. I am working on the Morning Tide episode for the continuing card anthology series, The History of Magic the Gathering, set by set. We're also working with a few other people from the Rogue Deck Builder crew and trying to get a large summary of some of the lore stories in Magic the Gathering's history. And on top of that, some of that stuff's been going on the back burner. We've been taking our time little by little because of the stuff that's been going on with work. Some of you may know that I'm a teacher and coach over at a local high school in the South Texas area. So we've been very fortunate to use some of the guidelines by the CDC to uh, enforce social distancing and wearing the face mask to where we can participate in workouts or kids can participate in workouts for the upcoming football season. And that's been going on for like the last two weeks. So a lot of time has not been dedicated to the channel and the podcast. So doing these little impromptu shows for the future, there's really no set time. I'm not going to try to do these every day, but just go over little topics, maybe 20, 25 minute shows, maybe, maybe even longer. Um, I really have no set time for this. I was just going to ramble on about uh, wonderful Magic the Gathering stuff or just things that have been going on in the community or things that have just been going on in life and other stuff uh, that relates to Magic or just card games or hobbies or whatever. This is really not a planned show by any means. Just where I've been, working on Morning Tide, going back to work for the summer conditioning since we don't have school. It's the summertime for us. And working on a few other things with people. So basically that's all that in a nutshell. Other stuff that has been going on with me personally in particular. Some of you may be in the PC gaming realm to where play multiple different games. And for me lately for the last two, three weeks, it has been the Total War Warhammer 2 game. Now this is a game where it is based off the fantasy uh, tabletop game uh, Warhammer. We're playing miniatures with... Elves, the high elves, uh, men, wood elves, orcs, goblins, all that fun stuff. And they've taken it to where they're using those characters, they're using those models, they're using that fantasy realm into the Total War series. Played Total War before. My older brother and also my younger brother are very big fans of the series and finally gotten hooked on to the, this latest installation, this latest part of the series. Being a history teacher at the local high school that I work at, the Rome series for Total War has always been fun. It's always been entertaining. Some of the other stuff like Napoleon has been a great series too. But Warhammer 2 is actually very fascinating to where it's super addicting. I'm not going to lie. It's very, very addicting. The gameplay is crazy. The battles are massive. The amount of magic that goes in, the amount of other things that happen... The map is just absolutely massive. There's so many factions compare, compared to the other Total War series games. And so it's been keeping busy up with that in my free time, along with doing some of the other little stuff. But that is, you know, some of the latest games going on. Also finished Knights of the Old Republic uh, along with that. Very good a nostalgia run, but very much needed game to get back into with Steam. But Warhammer 2. Yeah, very interesting. So if you have not picked up a copy of the game, I highly recommend it. And looking at all the stuff, it's it's for. 
I don't want to say it's forcing me, but it's slowly getting me into the YouTube stuff where looking over some of the Warhammer lore and some of the stuff going on with that. The last video I watched over Warhammer 2 was over Tyrion and Teclis and how those twin brothers were getting affected by that. Um, it makes me kind of wonder some of the stuff with also the magic lore and how we could, for future projects, compare and contrast some of these, some of the lore of these different universes and all that, along with like stuff like Dungeons and Dragons now that the mythic odysseys of Theros digitally has been released, but also with the, within the magic lore, the hard book copy of that stuff for D&D will be released in July, which I just went ahead and picked up a copy for pre-order. So that'll be out soon. But yes, big D&D person uh, that you're speaking to. Most of us, probably if you're listening, have a whole bunch of very similar hobbies. Uh, we're into video games. We're into all kinds of entertainment, magic, obviously, D&D being made by Wizards of the Coast and all that. So we have a very similar, hopefully most of us have very similar taste in just hobbies and stuff in general. Another thing that also some of you probably have noticed a little bit, and if you've seen a couple of my YouTube channel videos is I'm pretty decent into 3D printing as far as like making stuff for D&D, making stuff for magic, as far as tokens or as far as other stuff. If you haven't actually looked into 3D printing, it's overall a really cheap hobby to get into. It takes a little bit of time to get used to some of the stuff that you want to build. You know, this is my third or fourth year being involved with the 3D printing stuff. And it's just, it's awesome. Like the, the stuff you could do with these machines is amazing. If you ever want to get into 3D printing, I would highly suggest the way to go for making your own stuff would be the Ender 3. Runs usually about $200. And on top of that... With the material, which, which if some of you don't know about this, but for 3D printing, you're using like spools of plastic, uh, strings of plastic that go into this, basically a nozzle and it, may, and it creates all these objects. And those plastic, the plastic material is going to cost you about $20. But if you're just making miniatures, that one spool can last you quite a while. And so we've been making a whole bunch of miniatures for D&D, for tokens for magic to kind of have a different layout with the game been making other stuff from like Star Wars, things on like anything from Thingiverse, which is the one of the main 3D modeling hubs for all the models. And so I've just been playing around with multiple different things. It's a really cheap hobby to get into. And it's it's just amazing when it comes to like pricing and stuff, the stuff that Wizards of the Coast has been releasing as far as products like these mystery boxes and these higher up card products. I always go back to where, you know, the pricing for some of these box of cards is ridiculous. Like some of these last prices, 225, 250, 275 price range. And I'm just thinking, I have machines that can make stuff for a little bit less than that. And you can go on for quite some time and they're going to be usually pretty sturdy. And it just amazes me that I've bought booster boxes, I've bought singles, but I've never gone into the realm of like buying over a single for like, over $25. I've never been the person that really collects Magic the Gathering cards. I've never been a person that just will drop thousands of dollars on cardboard. You know, while I do love the game, you know, for me, it, it's coming from a casual player. I'm more interested in the lore aspects, the stories, the novels, the stuff that actually, you know, people get involved with the, the characters, people get involved with the events and the storyline and some of the bigger things going on with those settings. For me, overall, Magic the Gathering is a bit amateurish for for my end, more casual. 
And so 3D printing has gotten into where you could take that budgetness, find some creativity with it, and you could basically do whatever you want. So I've been doing a little bit of things with everything, a little bit stuff with Magic Arena, stuff with 3D printing, going to work, playing Warhammer 2, and just all over the place. But the plans for the future of the channel and future of the podcast, the Morning Todd episode, obviously, still trying to debate which next audiobook, unofficial audiobook to do next. I'll probably release a Patreon poll to where they get to pick the next um, episode, which if you do want to contribute to uh, the Card Bazaar Patreon channel, all you have to do is look up the Card Bazaar on patreon.com. And our tiers go from $1 to $20. Anything over $5, you start getting into like where you get miniatures and stuff. If you become a $1 patron, you get all available videos early. And it's just one way to kind of help out the channel. But not really want to talk about the Patreon channel. Just really talk about just kind of whatever. What we've been up to. All the stuff that's going on. The plans for the future. So as far as the next unofficial audiobook, we're still trying to debate on what to do next. Some of the topics that looking into also, since the stuff that happened back in April with um, leaving the 10th Street Hooligans, Kevin over at Rogue Deck Builder um, has decided to take me in and gotten in with a pretty good group of people to kind of figure some stuff out. And it's gotten to a point where it's given me some new ideas as far as what to talk about. Maybe not necessarily doing videos on it, but stuff that we could talk about during the podcast, during these uh, audio stuff, since all you have to do for these is just Basically, for me, just come up with this stuff and just talk. And that's what I'm trying to do, like these impromptu episodes of for the podcast. That's, you know, it makes my life simple. It makes, you know, editing like a whole lot easier. Something where I don't have to devote too, too much time into making a video. Something where you could fill in the void where if I get bored, I'm just going to jump in around the microphone and let's go. So it's been giving me a few ideas. Uh, one of the things that when we talk about these feature um, impromptu episodes is Stuff over the consistency of some of the lore, or rather the inconsistencies of some of the stuff with the lore. Uh, for instance, just to give you a little bit of teaser, talk about other planes of Magic the Gathering. A lot of stuff with the history of Magic has been going on with Dominaria for the most part. If you know, if you into any lore whatsoever, you should know about Dominaria by now. Dominaria is where most of the stuff happened, especially the early days of Magic, all the way up to the Invasion Cycle. And really all the way up to Mirrodin, if you if you really follow it closely. So a lot of Magic's history has been started with the, the nexus of the multiverse. But it makes you kind of wonder. You know, I'm kind of a big science person. Like, I like following the science documentaries. Just basic stuff like physics and chemistry. Just some of the basic stuff. But maybe some of the things going on is, you know, that I like to think about is the different planes. Between, like, let's say Dominaria and, let's say, Mirrodin. Planet size or the size of the plane, are they the same? Do they have the same gravitational pull as, let's say, the Earth or Dominaria? If you've ever followed the Dominaria stuff, if you ever watched the history of Dominaria on my channel, Dominaria is based on Earth. While it is twice the size, it does have the same gravitational pull of uh, 9.81 uh, meters per second per second. That is our gravitational pull. And it makes you wonder, like, is the gravitational pull different? Um, one of the things I was talking about with one of my friends from the Rogue Deck Builder channel is, say, Zendikar, for instance, the plane that, you know, Nisa is a part of. When Nisa goes over from one plane to another and just transports herself, you know, is she just, 
you know, in, in the lore and some of the novels and some of the stories that she's in, she just goes in, pops into another plane and acts like nothing has happened. So it's assuming that the gravitational pull is the same. Is it like that for all planes or is it like that for just certain ones that we try to visit? It makes you wonder where if we're going to a bigger plane of existence, a bigger planet, you know, I just want to see one instance where you have a planeswalker go instantly from one place to another and one of two things happens. Either someone like Nisa going into another plane of existence and she just, boom, she gets crushed and she can't move because like the gravity is twice as much. Or another thing, go to a place like, let's say the moon or let's say a place where it doesn't have as much gravity. She just pops into existence and just slowly like floats away or she like jumps and she jumps like like 27 feet in the air. Kind of things that really doesn't get addressed. And I'm definitely nitpicking at some of this stuff. Like I said, I'll in another episode, we'll go over more into this. But just some of the weird, quirky stuff that really doesn't get thought about. The first thing that came up was gravity. Does every plane of existence have the same gravity? Does every plane of existence... And, and most planes have very similar species. They have elves, humans, uh, large animals, uh, things like that. Goblins seem to be rampant everywhere. Kind of makes you wonder where did all they come from? If it's kind of where it's like us, like Earth. Did they evolve? Did they, uh, were they magically created? And obviously like magic in the name, obviously. But it's just some of the things you want to, you wonder about. Like some of the science aspects. It's just a weird, quirky, fun stuff to talk about. But did everyone come from the same place? Were they all specially created? Were they all into the same realm where there is there a true creator in the magic the gathering universe uh the furthest we get was the equilorians these ancient race that urza visits in the planeswalker novel but i think there's more to the story than that and i think maybe potentially wizards is saving that for another time hopefully but it's just some of the smaller things that you know some of the things you don't think about like the science realms like gravity and evolution and how things came to be, and, and even like some of the problems that, you know, when doing the card anthology series, one of the things that going on my research was actually doing research over the core sets. And this is another nitpick. This is another thing that I'll just talk about very briefly. But at researching one of the core sets, looking at stuff over where people of the Magic the Gathering universe, people of the Magic the Gathering card game, got really upset over where can't remember which core set it was, but it was where they introduced white creatures where they had like they were showing rifles and guns, and like reading through it, a lot of Magic the Gathering people got upset for the use of guns and firearms because they want to keep Magic the Gathering more of this magic and fantasy setting, to where it's like oh we we don't want guns in our game, we don't want cannons, firearms, whatnot, and it upset really a lot of people. Well, the crazy thing about that is if you look into even the even the newest rendition or the I would say the the prominent rendition of the Brothers War, because if you remember, there was a Brothers War comic book series that got ousted when the new book was released back in 98. And if you actually read the story and some of the, you know, the story of Urza and Mishra being artificers, you know, they're creating machines, obviously. And if you look at some of the inventions they're making, they're making, you know, metal soldiers. They're making robots. They're making stuff that would be comparable to World War II. Stuff like, you know, talk about the Dragon Engines. Those are basically tanks with flamethrowers on them. 
you were talking about stuff that's from like the the 40 that could be comparable to like the 1940s ornithopters which have been you know urza and mishra and tokasia in the early parts of the book found this old version of the ornithopter which they would later urza and mishra would later create into much more divisive and a much more very advanced flying machine and these would eventually become especially on urza's campaign they would be used as bombers like we use for you know world war ii where we would bomb opponents where we would bomb enemies and it was just it's just amazing that people get upset over like a flintlock gun where in the you know 1998 1999 we were having basically tanks and bombers and stuff you know robots and machines so it just kind of amazed me like the little quirks like that oh we're not gonna have guns but we're gonna have things with like flamethrowers on them where we're gonna destroy entire towns with machines yeah i don't know that's but that's for another time just little bits of stuff here and there me and my buddy scrawn over at rogue deck builder we were talking about this for a few for a few things and it's just giving us some ideas so probably later down the road and i say later down the road it, it'll probably actually be sometime near the future i just have to write these stuff down where stuff to ask questions and give you some thought on some of the stuff that happens in the lore stuff that really doesn't get talked about or really gets addressed like i said these are really not actually very well planned episodes so i'm just rambling at this point and probably these impromptu episodes you know while i'm working on other stuff for like videos this is just will be like maybe like a an audio diary of sorts and just an audio commentary on just certain things in magic a lot of things that get talked about, you know, and one of the things that you probably have noticed about me over the years is that, you know, I like to do stuff where it's either history based or it's more of the story based stuff. I don't like doing stuff where we talk about like current events unless I really, unless we really have to don't like to talk about like, you know, 2021, like core 2021 or really core 21 something that we could talk about on this show, but so many people are talking about right now with spoilers and so many people do it much better than we could ever really do on this channel or what I would really dedicate the time to. So our business model is just really history and stuff that, you know, goes along with the stories. Now it's going to be more of like the stuff that doesn't get talked about in the lore, the stuff that doesn't get mentioned uh, when it comes to these little niches, these little, Sometimes, or really a lot of times, these problems. So, for the next the next episodes going forward, we'll just have these little offshoot episodes where we just get to talk about certain things, make your mind think a little bit, and just wonder about stuff that happens in the story, happens with the, uh, maybe not just the lore, but also the history of uh, this card game that we like. And some other stuff where we could talk about, maybe a later episode where we talk about more into 3D printing and Maybe getting started with that if y'all ever get interested in that because it is actually a really cheap hobby to get into, and we'll just we'll just have kind of episodes of whatever. We'll talk a little about it in the intro for each episode to kind of get what you're wanting to listen to. And if you like the episode, if you like listening to our little intro, obviously continue forward. Um, if you don't, you could always just skip the episode and go to another episode, or you could try to look at the our YouTube channel for some of the videos that we're doing. So basically this was just a huge ramble, just really the first impromptu episode. I mean, we're just basically talking about stuff. We're basically talking about stuff in the magic universe and just some of our hobbies that we like to enjoy so much. So this is your host coach from the Carbazar YouTube channel and the Carbazar podcast. Uh, you've been a 
very good audience. I hope you enjoyed me rambling about stuff and things and hope we get a good audience base. I hope this gets shared out. Um, if you have anything that you would like me to talk about, make sure you shoot me a message on Twitter by going to coach at the Carbazar CC. You could also, I would say even the easy, even an easier way, just find one of my videos on YouTube and just comment on one of the things that you would like to get talked about on just the channel or just the podcast, whatever you want to talk about. We could try to fit it in. We could try to make it work. So that's all I have for you today, everyone. Coach over here signing out, and I will see you all next time.